Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Hey, it's Mark Striegel. What's going on? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with my co-host, Emily Striegel. Howdy doody, everyone. And the kids are in the other room watching the Kids' <laughs> Choice Awards. I was so actually enjoying this. Yeah, let's get this done quickly before, <laughs> before they bust in here on us. Uh, and we don't really need to talk much because there are so many great guests on the show. You went into the city recently and hooked up with who, Emily? John Karabi and Dean Castronova. From, from Dead, Dead Daisies. Daisies. Yeah, and wow, what a great new record. Dean's new. I mean, this is his first gig in a, since Journey, since he departed from Journey a few years ago. And wow, what an amazing drummer he is. I was listening back to like stuff he did with Marty Friedman. Like, he's right. nuts. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, John Karabi, I adore. He's awesome. He, I interviewed him in 2016 um, when they were out promoting their last album. Yeah, and and the the new record, by the way, by the the Dead Daisies, which comes out April sixth, you can pre order it on iTunes now. It's called Burn It Down. It sounds just great. Some real heavy stuff on that record. Yeah, heavy rock, heavy blues and metal mixture. It's uh, really great stuff, and I encourage everyone to to check that out now because there's actually two songs that you can buy on iTunes right now and to lead things off tonight we're going to we're going to hear some music by our other guest Damon Johnson who plays with of course the Black Star Riders who are out on tour right now with Judas Priest and Saxon we just saw the show in Newark. That just, was the it was so best, much fun. That was like the best night I've had in a while. That oh, was so, so fun. Good. I mean always though like cuz last time they were in Newark same venue I, Priest, I just, yeah. Last Priest. time Priest was in Newark. Yeah. yeah, last time Priest, sorry, was in Newark. 
was just so fun. I mean, they just kill it every time. Yeah, and I mean, get there get there at seven o'clock because that's when Black Star Riders go on, and the whole night from them to Saxon yep. to the final notes of of Living After Midnight that Priest did with, with Glenn Tipton at the show we saw him nonetheless. Very emotional yeah. for me and for you too. I know. So good. There's pictures up on the site, talkingrock.net and talkingmetal.com. So right now, let's get into a song off of Damon's uh, EP from a couple years back. This is called Dead. Now I'm hiding in the shadows, looking at the world today. I see so many people that could find another way. highly recommend i love that and damon just rocking it out you know they didn't really they only played one thin lizzie song did you notice that i did yeah, and so last time we saw them they was like irving plaza yeah, or something it was like three or three, at they least played, three they played Maybe a few more. Yeah. yeah okay and before we get into the interview with damon i want to uh just give a big shout out to the people who support us on patreon 
You guys are supporting us every month. I hope you're enjoying your Talking Metal t-shirts. If you, the Talking Metal listener, want a Talking Metal t-shirt, there's two things you can do. You can do a monthly pledge on Patreon. $5 or more will get you a Talking Metal t-shirt sent to you. Or just send me $20 via PayPal, and I'll send you out a Talking Metal t-shirt. Be sure to specify your size, okay? And who are our Patreon supporters, Emily? I'm going to read these all down. Jay Vanitsky. Hi, Jay. We know Jay. Mike Jones, Steve Hoker. Hi, Steve. BJ Goklowski. Ron Embody. Sean Morgan. Dan Metal Dan. Michael Street. Jonathan Turner. Fred Rutz. John Boveri and Ralph Petrie. We love you guys. You rock. And... We see you, and um, we know who you are, and we really appreciate your support. And I just now, this is so weird. We, we're while we're recording this, Brendan Kelly just Hi, sent, Brendan. sent in a twenty dollars PayPal. Keep t- on donation. rocking, brother. Yeah, so awesome. Thank you, Brendan. We appreciate the support, and very very cool. The PayPal account is, of course, my email, which is striegelmark at gmail So thanks to everybody who's supporting, and please help us reach our goal by being a uh, giving us a monthly pledge on patreon.com slash talking metal. Cool. And on that note, let's get into my interview with Damon Johnson. We're going to hit first some music off of their great, great record from 2017. It's called Heavy Fire, and it just, wow, what a great record. It's the third record by Black Star Riders. And this is Dancing with the Wrong Girl, followed by my interview with Damon Johnson. The night we ran from that small town dance To your old man's colorful romance Our breath was heavy, our hearts were young Afraid of nothing, but scared of no one Now the daytime is too fleeting the wrong 
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we are backstage here at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, with Damon Johnson of Black Star Riders, who is going to be playing here later tonight on what is my favorite tour in a long time. Black Star Riders, Saxon, Judas Priest, three amazing bands that I've loved for years. Damon, how did this tour come together? What Do you have any recollection of how it was put together? Were you, they reach out to you, you guys reach out to them. Thank you, Mark. It's great to see you. Great seeing you. We man. all hail you, brother. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Great thank to see you. you. I'll always have a pretty distinct memory of us gathering in the lobby of a hotel in Finland, of all places, okay. back back in August, I think. Right. Uh, Black Star Riders was doing several festivals this past summer. And I have to confess to almost having... I had sort of accepted in a way that we just were never going to get any traction in the United States. Right. That there just wasn't any real avenues for us to, you know, for people to even find out about Mm -hmm. black star writers, you know about it. Right. You're and my friends know about it because they're so committed to rock and they kind of seek out stuff. But on the whole, man, unless somebody gets it from word of mouth or stumbles into some club where we're in there playing to 10 people, which we can't afford to do that. Right, sure. <laughs> sure. So I had literally that week kind of gone, all right, I'm going to let it go because I have been you know, trying and coming up with ideas and we love our label, our management's yeah. great, and we're all just kind of beating our heads against the wall. We meet for this in the, in the lobby. Right. And our manager goes, well, boys, I've got some news. We've been offered seven weeks with Judas Priest in the United States, you know, starting. And you could have knocked us all over with a feather. Wow. And I I remember saying, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. And he said, it's the Priest boys. You know, the the Priest guys have always supported this band. And we're great friends with all of them, Uh, particularly with Richie and Scott Travis. Um you know, Rob and Glenn both had been really cool to us when Thin Lizzy opened for Priest back okay. in 2011. That right. was that was my first ever tour with Thin Lizzy was was that year. Okay. So you know, they've always said. You know, we did some dates with Scott Travis on drums last uh, right, in 2016 yeah. with uh, some Thin Lizzy uh, anniversary shows. So you know, we we talked to him and. Um, you know, he kept saying, man, yeah. one way or another, we're going to get this band on tour with Judas Priest. So Priest made this happen. That's you know? awesome. And, you know, I, I had done an interview with, with Scott Travis uh, back in December when you guys, right after the tour had been announced. And I said to him, as a fan, this is the tour I want. You know, Black Star Riders, Saxon, Judas Priest, new music, but also that deep history, you know, with Black Star Riders, the, going back to Thin Lizzy. And it, but it was like... You know, when I saw Metallica to see Avenged Sevenfold and Trivium, nothing against those guys, but as as a classic rock and metal fan, this was the tour I wanted. And so many times I feel like there is this attempt to throw on a younger band or a uh, you know a more hip band, and and I just I feel like that they that's not giving the crowd what they want. So a big props to Scott and whoever for bringing you guys on this tour, and Saxon, for that matter. Well said, Mark. Uh, I, I wish my manager, Adam Parsons, was here, because he yeah. would give you a hug right now. Because <laughs> right. he talks about this all the time. Because Adam has been doing a great job with us in Europe in putting packages together. And he has said, almost word for word, what you said. Right. You know, fans of Thin Lizzy 
don't necessarily want to hear a brand new young band that right. just put out their first record and, yeah. and they've got some influences from the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Why not get another band from that era sure. and put a package together yeah. and give the, give the fans two or three bands. Right. That they are, yeah, yeah. This is what a night out, man. I, yeah. There's something I can celebrate in all all of this music. And and on that note, for the fans who are planning to go see this tour, what time do you guys go on? Because I, we all have to get here to see you guys from the moment you start playing. So. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, man, we're on at seven o'clock sharp okay. every night. Every night, doors okay. are at six. We're on at seven. Okay. Saxon is on at eight. Right. And uh, Priest is on, I think, at nine fifteen. Okay. Every night. It's been real consistent. Awesome. And I'm sure we'll get a, a classic Thin Lizzy number or two, but a lot of, a lot of Black Star Riders songs in the set list, too, which I think is great. Yeah, man. The, the thing that we're finding, especially with some of the fans that we get an opportunity to talk to, is that they are aware of the band. Uh, right. They are certainly, especially the older fans, they love the Thin Lizzy connection. But they've, they've gotten on... Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes or YouTube or whatever, and they've checked it out and they're like, "Wow, man, the the new stuff is great. It's legitimate." So, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've already made that leap in Europe to really push our own material. Uh, we're just so pleased that the reaction to that music has been as positive as it is. So, if we could kind of get that going here in the states, man, it would be amazing because we'd love to to work. In, the, in America more often. We know the fans are out there. Right. Um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of people in the Southeast right now that are disappointed because we don't have any shows down there. Oh, really? We're okay. priest on this run, right. unfortunately. Um, but I guess it's the one thing that has been constant from the beginning of time. If you're going to win fans, you got to get on the road and get in front of some people. Right. And teach them. You know, it was it was that way for Ricky and the Almighty. It was that way for me and Brother Kane. Yep. It was that way for Scott and Thin Lizzy in the beginning. Sure. So, same now. You know, we just got to get in front of some people, and this is really that chance, man. We're so Absolutely. grateful. Absolutely. So everyone, get to the arena before seven. So you're in your seat for the time. Uh, by the time Black Star Riders come on, who of course have given us three great records, including 2017's Heavy Fire record. If you don't have that, go check it out. Let's talk about 2017. That wasn't the only record that came out for you. You had a great live solo record that came out, and I want to talk about some of the music on this record. But where was this recorded? That night was uh, in my longtime hometown of Birmingham, Alabama. Hence the title, Birmingham yeah. Tonight. Yeah, man. Live album. There, there's an amazing venue there called Work Play. And um, it's been there, God, I guess that place has been there for well over 15 years now, going on 20. And they got a great setup in that there's a, there's a recording studio behind the stage. So... If you if you are so inclined, you can run a separate set of lines oh, and, wow. and basically record the band like you were in some regular studio. Right. And I'm so proud of my solo band. Those guys are great players and and enthusiasts mm -hmm. for my catalog, which is really humbling. So together we kind of put a, a long set together. We played over two hours that night. So when I got the when I got the hard drive, you know, with all the stuff, man, I, I was so elated at how good it sounded. So uh, I just like, yeah, let's put this out. Let's just let's just do it. So um, I just felt like it's a it's a it's a pretty solid document for me. Yeah. Uh, for, for my little pocket of fans that had followed me since I was playing the bars in Birmingham. Yeah. In 1986, you know, a long time ago. 
for people that go, okay, yeah, he was in Brother Kane, he was in Alice Cooper, did then Lizzie, on and on. Um, there's a little bit of something for everybody there. Yeah. And I crammed Slave as much. Slave to the system. Slave to the system is well yeah, represented, yeah. man. We Solo did. stuff, then Lizzie stuff, Brother Kane stuff sounds great. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Well, I, I shoved as much music as I could fit onto a, what is it, 72 minutes you can get right. on a compact disc, yeah. on a single disc. But um, my goal is to release some of the other material, uh, maybe even this summer. Oh, I'd, cool. I'd love to at least get it up on, on the streaming services because uh, there's a badass Alice Cooper medley that we oh, played nice, that night. Nice, it's, yeah. it's worth the price of admission. Okay. So. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. And again, the album is Birmingham Tonight by Damon Johnson, uh, a live album from, from 2017. So much great stuff it's like a career retrospective for you love hearing the old brother kane stuff as i think you might remember i was a big fan of that band yeah. back in the day I, I, and it, when i hear it i mean i have to admit i kind of put it back in the 90s you know that's it was right there along my Soundgarden records alice in chains records i mean we've lost so many of those performers from the 90s i as somebody who was kind of alongside of them how, how does that make you feel i mean it's strange makes me feel really sad yeah it just makes me feel really sad you know the last two years have been brutal with chris um prince yeah tom petty you right. know we all just thought tom would do it another 10 years man yeah, he would sure. just be the the grand old dad of of, of fry of bowie i mean it just no, goes on it's, no on. it's yeah. been it's been it's been wild man and i think I, I talk about this with ricky and the guys a lot it's just if you need a reminder uh, of reasons to to keep creating and keep make, keep doing what you love, man. I mean, that's at the end of the day, man. That's kind of how it's what we talk about the most. It's like, man, we're doing what we love, regardless of how many people are here, or how many units we've sold, or how many times we've streamed this week. Let somebody else worry about that. We just need to keep making great music, putting on great shows. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I, I certainly hope we're around for a long, long time. Yeah, so do I. And, you know, we'll start to wrap it up. I don't want to take up too much of your time. You it's have all a show good, tonight. I just did quickly wanted to mention uh, the last time we had you on the show was for the great EP, just fantastic, Echo. My biggest complaint about that EP was it was too short. <laughs> <laughs> so many good songs on that. Would you ever consider doing some more work with, with Nick, another solo record with him? Well, maybe? man, you know, Nick is like a sixth member of Black Star Riders yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I've, I'm actually about 80% into my next solo record. Oh, good. Nick yeah. has been so busy um, that he hasn't really been able to produce it for me, but he did give me a studio for eight days. And I went in and used his mics and his console and okay. all his gear. So his spirit is definitely yeah. there okay. on, on this next record, which, you know, I'd love to get this out maybe in the fall. Really? That year. soon? Wow, good. Yeah, good. man, because uh, Ricky and I and the guys have already started writing for the fourth Black Star Riders oh, wow. record. And uh, definitely going back in with Nick. That probably won't be until the end of the year, maybe maybe even early next year. Yeah, that, and uh, you stay busy. Well, you know, you yeah. gotta you gotta yeah. kind of yeah. look at the calendar in eighteen month stretches. It's yeah. like, all right, all right, this is this record's done. What's next? You know, right. how do we see ourselves getting there? But uh, man, Nick Rasculinix, yeah. such a talent, man. Such yeah, great absolutely. ears, great ideas. I, I, I'd, I'd love to work with him many, many more times. But thank you for the kind words, Mark, oh, about bet. Echo. I'm, they, that, that was a starting point for me kind of as a solo artist. Like, right. all right, I'm going to stop putting side projects together. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's like sometimes the guys from Brother Kane will call, hey, man, maybe, or the slave of the system yeah. guys, what about, you know what, I'm in a badass band right now called yeah. Black Star Riders. I can scratch that other rich with my solo stuff, and, man, that's plenty. Yeah, and, and there's, not to mention any names, but I see some of these guys, they have so many different projects, you know, that, you, you, I mean, sure, I'll mention name George Lynch. I'm so confused by how much stuff he's got out there that it might be better just to do it under his name, George Lynch, you know, it's like. You know, I certainly respect all those guys, you know, Portnoy is another, another yeah. person that's just, it's like every other month, man, there's a brand new band yeah. with, with all-star players, a legitimate label. Yeah. legitimate publicist it's like right. wow man i mean my wife would kill me i'm just telling you right now <laughs> she would she, yeah. she or at least she would th kick me out she'd be like we're done with you yeah you cannot start another band Dan. right <laughs> i don't see how these guys how they can live you know yeah. and, and and juggle all that but you. you know more power to them you know apparently they're they're pulling it off so i i, I don't have enough brain space for that Right on. We'll have a great show tonight. The kid's doing good. Hockey good. Where the, the son plays hockey, is that right? He Do does I play that? hockey. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. They made it to their championship in their league, and they lost 4-2. to two. Oh. But my son got a goal, and he's not like Mr. Stud on the team. Right. You know, he's just, he kind of always knows where the puck is. He's great. He gets a lot of assists. You right. know, he'll set somebody up. But, uh, you know, he wants to play again next season. So I, I think it's just a great thing for, for him and certainly our family, man. We love right. the hockey. It's kind of weird being in the New Jersey Devils building tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're big Nashville Predators fans. And yeah. So uh, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> cool. And best place to get in touch with you online, it's DamonJohnson.com, right? Yes, DamonJohnson.com, BlackStarWriters.com. Excellent. And uh, I'm on all the social media stuff. So thank you for uh, listening to the music, all of you. Thank you. Guys, get to this tour, Judas Priest, Saxon, Black Star Riders. 7 p.m. every night, Black Star Riders take the stage. Thank you, Damon. Thank you, Mark Striegel. Always a pleasure.
actually kind of a cover, I guess I'd call it. That's Damon Johnson covering a song from his other band, um, the Black Star Riders. So The Killer Instinct is a Black Star Riders song. However, Damon plays it on his new live record, which we talked about during the interview, which is a great, uh, I guess I call it retrospective of his career, the live record. So definitely check that out. Without further ado, we're going to get into our interview with John and Dean from the Dead Daisies. Set this up, Emily. You went into the city, what, it's like 1230, right? It was a lunchtime interview. It was a lunchtime interview. I think they only had two interviews that day. They've done a few. But they they're in they're at SAR um, rehearsing for the tour. They're going over to Europe first. Cool. And then they're coming back to the states like in August to right. to do that tour. So they're they're just those guys work hard. They've been going nonstop for a while now. They really do. I mean, they're they're doing this European tour. Then the, through the summer, they keep busy with festival dates. And then, like you said, in August they start a tour in Cleveland. They're going to hit Fort Wayne, Indiana. They're going to yeah. We're going to miss them by in, one week. Yeah. Because we're going to be in Fort Wayne visiting That's my where family. That's from, by the my, way, guys. Well, I'm, yeah. from, I'm actually a tiny little farm town south of Fort Wayne, but my mom and sister live in Fort Wayne now. And um, we always go Christmas time and summertime. And we're going to miss that show by like one week. So I need to send Allie. I need That's to. her sister. Yeah, my sister. I need to send her wherever they play. They're probably playing like Pierre's or something. Very good. Yeah, I don't know. The list didn't say what club they're playing, but I would think Pierre's would be the place for sure. So on that note, this is Rise Up by the Dead Daisies off their brand new record, which Emily and I listened to the other night. And it's just, it's so good. So definitely support them. Go buy this. You can pre-order it on Amazon or on iTunes right now. You can actually buy this song. This song has been released as a, as a single. It's called Rise Up. So definitely go download this one today. So we'll hear Rise Up by the Dead Daisies, followed by Emily Striegel's interview with John and Dean from the Dead Daisies. Here we go.
Hi, Talking Metal listeners. This is Emily Striegel coming at you from SIR in New York City. And I'm really excited to be here with Dean Castronova and John Krabby from Dead Daisies. How are you guys doing? We are good. No, no, no. Go, go. We are malicious. <laughs> Wait, go again? We are malicious, yeah. Malicious. We don't. Oh my God! Is that supposed to be delicious? Yes. Like as with a bee on top. Delicious. This is the word of the day. Which is it's kind of beauty and delicious, which is delicious. Boom! I see how he did that there. I have a new word. I'm. S- so last time I uh, sat down with you, I haven't met you before, Dean. This is my first time meeting you, but. John, we sat down um, when you guys did a show at Webster Hall, 2006, I'm thinking. No, 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 no. Or 2016, I mean. Hey, I'm, I'm at wait, 2016. I'm in a band for, um, <laughs> yes, it was 2016. Richard was back with uh, GNR. Yep. So we played Webster Hall, and then him and Frank came down. And Well, Frank's band, Richard was sitting in with Frank's band or something. Yep. And then we all had that little jam session at the end. It was cool. Such a fun gig, and you guys have been really busy since then. At that point, you guys were promoting Make Some Noise. Then you guys came out with Live and Louder last year, which, how did that go? And you toured that as well, didn't you? Yep. Um, We, yeah, we recorded about eight or ten shows on that Make Some Noise tour that that you saw. And um, I think our management just wanted to kind of give us a break. I mean, we had done, we had technically we did two records uh, in less than a year from me joining the, uh, yeah. the band. So I think he's like, well, let's, let's just throw a live record out there and give the guys a minute to collect their thoughts, you know. <laughs> so um, we did that, and we went right back out on the road again, and everybody just started stockpiling riffs for what became Burn It Down. So here we are. And, man, I, I took a listen last night. I took a listen last night, and it is awesome. Super heavy, man. I mean, it's heavier than I expected. It's really, really good. I'm digging it. Um, so it's called Burn It Down. Tell me about it. Where was it recorded? What do, you, what do you want to say about the album? Well, we wrote it here in New York. We all got together. Um, across the street. <laughs> yes, actually, right across the street. There's another studio. Uh, wait, it, it, uh, uh, what's the... Um, Alicia Keys. Uh, it was uh, oh. Alicia Keys has a studio right across the street. So um, they gave us uh, they gave us the place for a week, and we went in there and we wrote, um, and we met Dean. Dean came down, and and um, we just started putting material together. And then once we felt like we had the goods, we went back to Nashville, and we recorded uh, the record at Marty's studio. Yes. Do you feel like it's a heavier sounding record or is that just, was that just me late last night in a quiet room listening by myself? (laughs) I think, I think at times it's, it's definitely, um, I think it's definitely a little heavier and more aggressive at times. I I think this record has also got a few other flavors to it that um, people, you know, aren't used to. Like we did a ballad. There's some strings on the first song. Were there some strings at the end or did I dream that? No, 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 no. It's all, it was all in your head. (laughs) I'm kidding. I wouldn't be surprised. Believe me. (laughs) 
Um, no, we, we, here's the deal. You need to take a break, darling. You need to like, li- seriously, put on some pajamas, get off the computer. Oh, I didn't even get dressed yesterday during the snowstorm. I stayed hold, in my pajamas hold, hold the entire day. Hold on a minute. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant I was in Thank my pajamas. Thank you for the visual. Thank you for the visual. If you could see my face right now, it's I'm very just, red. I'm just, I'm just picturing you naked <laughs> at the computer with your, with your glasses on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. I got it. Thank you very much. Okay. You, are, you haven't changed a bit, John. <laughs> haven't changed a bit. All right. So, uh, so you guys are here in NYC. I'm assuming you're rehearsing for your upcoming dates overseas. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And how long have you been here at SIR, and how long do you plan on staying and rehearsing? Uh, we've been here about 35 minutes, <laughs> and we're going to be here till about 7 tonight. Sarcasm is just <laughs> no, rolling no, this morning. I know. No, yes, no, we were here yesterday, and we're going to be here for 7 or 8 days. Yeah, we're here till the 29th. We're here till the 29th. Come closer. I'm not going to yeah. touch you. Yeah. If I grab anything, it's going to be in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, Dean, I know you had a very public exit from Journey a number of years back. How are you doing health-wise? How's every, I want to hear how you're doing, because this is my first time meeting you. I'm doing great. Um, let me see. Two years, eight months, four weeks, and three days today. Cool. I'm so yeah. proud of you. That's you. amazing. Thank you, my friend. Everything's good. good. Wife and I are doing great. Awesome. Family's doing great. Awesome. This was the missing piece, this getting back and playing, yeah, yeah, and being with these guys. It's just, it, it feels like home. What amazing group for you to be joining. I mean, I love these guys so much. So you're a lucky guy, and they're lucky to have you. So it all worked out. Yes, ma'am. I know. I'm Hold on a minute. <laughs> Wait, John wants me to rephrase that. Well, listen, we don't want him getting carried away. He's the new guy. The new guy. Don't give him too much confidence. I'm a fan, though. Come on. I got to give him some props okay, here. Give him okay? some love. Give him some love. Dean, how did you end up with Dead Daisies? How did you end up hooking up with these guys? Well, I, I got a text message from Doug. And he's like, okay. are you busy? And I said, no. And he's like, um, looks like uh, Brian is going to leave the Daisies. Do you want to join? I'm like, yes. He goes, well, are you available? Yeah, now. So they flew me out on a, on a Sunday, hung out with the guys for a couple of days, went home. And by the next Friday, I was in Nashville doing the record. So it was Amazing. very quick. Yeah. It was quick. That's cool. Do you ever hear from the Journey guys? Or is that... Yeah, uh, I actually did a, a benefit show with Neil and okay. uh, Greg Raleigh about a month ago in San Francisco for the fire victims uh, in uh, Santa Rosa oh, in yes. Mendocino County and all that stuff. Yeah, so cool. we did a great thing with them and, and uh, yeah, I keep in really good contact with Arnell and with Neil. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. All right, so um, let's talk about the summer. We have some festivals lined up. And a cool day opening for Guns N' Roses. Oh, my God. This is really exciting news. I want to hear all about How did this come about? Where is it happening? What's going on? To be honest with you, I think um, I, it's, been, it's been being worked on for a while. Like I, I, Richard and Dizzy have been really pulling for us to be involved in the tour to some degree. Tell our listeners how you're hooked up with, with Dizzy and Richard and, and Frank. Well, Ri- Richard and Dizzy, um, prior to Doug uh, joining, Richard was our guitar player and Dizzy played keys with us. Yep. And they were, honestly, they were trying to get us in right in the very beginning um, to do some of the dates. Uh, and it was just weird, like our schedule and their schedule, and it, it just, it, it, it wasn't working. So um, 
finally, we just got a thing from management. I think we're just going to go um, um, try and do a show or two, see what happens, and then, um, you know, we'll go from there. I think it was just, you know, Duff, Slash, and Axel have never really seen the band before, or they're not real familiar with us. So, um, you know, they gave us one show, and we'll see, and, you know, see how we get along with everybody, and we'll go from there. Very cool. I, know I can't. That, uh, Richard already sent me a message. Like the, like it. It was funny. The day David sent me a thing said, "Hey, we're we're doing a date with a GNR in Europe." Richard sent me a thing. He goes, "See you in Estonia." Yeah. <laughs> so, it's it'll be it'll be cool. It's gonna be it's gonna be. Have fun. you played Estonia before? I'm I'm sure we have. Just I don't I don't even remember. But you know. You just get on a bus and go. I just go like, and they're like, <laughs> "Stage is that way." All right, cool. But um. Uh, I think we did do a show there with Whitesnake a couple of years back. Okay. But um, it's just going to be fun. I love Richard. I love Dizzy. Uh, Duff was actually scheduled to... Um, Duff and Eddie Kramer were supposed to produce the Scream record. Uh, so I've known Duff, I mean, even that long ago. Wow. Um, so seeing Duff will be great. And, um, you know, I, I've met Axel a few times, but I don't know if he'd remember and cause I barely do, but, um, <laughs> you know, so it, 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 it'll be fine. I love Frank. Um, you know, so, and, and all their crew guys, uh, we've known them forever. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, it sounds like a good fit. It'll be like a party, yes. man. It'll be fun. Yes. You know? Cool. And then to promote the new album, you're going to do the burn it down tour. 24 Dates in the U.S. starts August 15th. All of our listeners not only need to pick up the album, which comes out on April... 6th. April 6th, the album comes out. Then the tour starts August 15th. You start in Cleveland. I looked at your second dates. Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's where I'm from. So I'm going to try and get ahead out there. I'm going to send my sister. Do, that my, would be... I'll send my you know, sister to the show. Okay. Do that. <laughs> and um, are you going to come to the one here in New York or Fort Wayne? We'll be the one in New York. Okay, because yeah. I, I, I know people. I might be able to get you in on both. So I'm just saying, I, I can work this out. You know, you have connections, connections, really? We've got some connections. But um, uh, I was going to tell you something. And so that, th- this part, this yes. part is actually like the third leg of the tour. We're actually starting the tour in... Um, like two weeks, oh, something are? like that. You're kidding me. We're, okay, we're okay, because it's the e, it's the EU dates. That's what you're rehearsing for now. Yeah, yeah. But the U.S. tour yeah, is yeah, 24 yeah. dates in the U.S. Yeah. And the U.S. tour starts August 15th. Thank you, because I, I didn't know. Nobody tells me anything. <laughs> John, you played with ex-Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulik mm-hmm. in Union for a while. Do you hear much from Bruce? We communicate with each other... Um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk to each other on the phone, but it's it's mainly um, email, uh, messenger, and stuff like that. Um, he just sent me a thing um, about Don Brewer. Uh, Don Brewer did an interview, and Don Brewer was talking about how the Daisies covered were an American band, you know, whatever. Yes. He thought it was really cool, awesome. um, you know, so... I'll get like these random little things from Bruce or I'll see something that refers to him and I'll send it to him, whatever. Um, We're, we're on great terms, all of us, you know, and we've actually talked about going out and doing uh, some shows again as union. We never split up. Like that's a weird thing. Everybody thinks we split up. We didn't, we just kind of, 
we just kind of stopped doing things because we weren't really making any money. Yeah. Um, Bruce got the Grand Funk gig. I got offered to go play guitar with Rat. Oddly enough, Brent Fitz and Jamie, our, my bass player, went to play with Vince Neil in his solo band. And um, everybody's just been so busy. I'm yeah. doing the Daisies. Um, it's also incestuous. It is. It is. And now Brent's <laughs> pl- Brent played with Slash. Now he's playing with two guys in my solo band. Crazy. Uh, and they're out with Gene Simmons. And wow. it's just, you know. Yeah. So um, we've talked, Brent, Brent and I and Bruce have talked about doing some shows as Union. But it's got to be all four original guys yeah. uh, with Jamie. And then yeah. so we were talking to Jamie, but he was in Japan playing with Roger Daltrey. Yeah. So it's like... So- Coordinating it is, yeah, like everyone wants to do it, and that would be so cool, and the fans would dig it. The Monsters of Rock crews and the Kiss crews, they're like, we would love to have Union come on and just and do one show, like a reunion show. Amazing. That would be such a good... It's not not the show, though. It's, we got to go through all the material, you know, from 20 years ago and go, fuck, what did I... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We got to learn it all again. And then you got to get in and rehearse, yeah. you know. So it's like to do the one show, you need like three weeks before it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it would take a month. Yeah. You know. A lot of work for one show, but man, the fans would love it. I know. I know. We we'll, would. We'll we would out. dig that. When you look back on your long careers, what are some of the highlights that pop out to you? This is like a very broad, general question, but sometimes I like to throw these in. Wow. I mean, for me, it was just probably being in bad English. It, 23 years old that was heavy duty to to go from oh my gosh yeah I was like um you are nothing and boom you're in a band that's got number one hits and you're touring and it's like yeah Yeah. it was that was probably for me yeah that was the heaviest part of my career definitely what about you John well I know I did the Motley thing and the Daisies and Rat and Union and the Scream and I've met a lot of people I grew up with but I'd probably have to say the highlight of my entire career was when you just said that you were sitting naked in front of the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Just last night. That visual was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, on that note, note. (laughs) I love you guys, man. This is, you guys, I know I'm always going to leave an interview with Karabi with a red face. So, Good luck with the tour. Good luck with the album. It's so good. I really, really dig it. Is, and is this a Me Too we're gonna, we're gonna. No, this is not a. Is, no. Was this a Me Too? No, it was not. I never no, touched her. It was not. <laughs> never. T- I love you, Krabby. This is not a Me Too <laughs> moment at all. <laughs> You're. Fu- you make me laugh every time, and I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Never a dull moment with never. the da- with the daisies. No. Never no. a dull moment with the daisies. Good luck with the tour. Good luck with the album. Thanks for coming on Talking Metal, and we'll see you in New York. Awesome. Thank you, darling. Thank you. I hope so. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Awesome. You guys rock. Oh, my God. Well, she was just 17.
That was a cover of the Beatles. I saw her standing there. Kenny Arnoff on the drums. We got Phil Campbell, of course, of Motorhead fame on guitar, along with CC Deville on guitar. John Karabi on vocals. <laughs> that's that's, that's a off the the, uh, the Beatles uh, yeah. cover. I saw her standing there. So very very interesting. It was the House of Horrors. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> the the C, she's trying to do the CC Banana. Was- or I'm sorry, CC Deville. <laughs> Not CC Banana. That would be, uh, rest in peace, CC Banana. Um, it was it was the house of whores, and then it was the house of horrors. There you go. From behind the music, right? Yes. Poison. Yeah. But we That's haven't seen CC it in a number of years. I, I love seeing Poison in concert. I, I need to see them again real soon. Oh my god, we had so much fun when they uh, they opened for Def Leppard, right? Yes. Am I on crack or did yeah. they do that? Yeah, we saw that? we yep, we saw them open for Def Leppard and I we saw them another time too. Were they with Kiss or no? I don't know. Poison? I can't remember. Do you want to hear something nuts? What? I never owned a Poison album. I liked them. Ever. People used to I people used to give me, you know, shit about it, but I was a supporter from day 1 since 1986 when that that first look I'm, what the cat Dragged in record came out, which oh. to this day I love. I was all Cinderella. I was I wasn't super into Poison. I like the bluesier say, stuff. Open up and say ah, that second record was also very good. Anyways, on that note, let's end with one of my favorite bands of all time, Motley Crue. This is misunderstood uh, a, from a misunderstood time in the Motley Crue era, where John Karabi was their their vocalist. And, and again, so good though. Yeah, yeah. This guy, it's fantastic. And he was more than a vocalist. You know, he wrote the songs. He played some guitar. He really was uh, just a very important part of that band. And he's funny. I apologize short... that I was laughing the whole way through the interview, but the dude—he's so off the wall. Yeah. Funny, raunchy, <laughs> hysterical guy. Cool. So, what's our next concert? By the way, do we know? I think it's Udo again, uh, Dirk Schneider. Oh, I'm so excited! It, and it's on it, it's on his birthday. I think it's that's our Udo's next birthday. concert, or maybe. But then I think Ministries after that. Can but. we run a cake and I can jump out of the cake? Yeah, we were talking Udo. about that. <laughs> we should do that. I'm serious. We should look into that. But that'll be fun if you're going to that show in Asbury Park. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see you there. Dirk Schneider in uh, doing all except music. So. It's, it's such a good good night. We saw it in New York and liked it so much. We're going to go back and see it again in Asbury Park. We will also, Talking Metal, will be doing coverage from M3 this year. It's going to be just a great event. Can't wait to see Kicks and Tom Kiefer and Loudness and Y&T. Loudness. So many different bands. So happy that, I mean, they're coming back. Because they, remember, they were blocked last year. I don't know if all the yeah. listeners know, but they, they flew into Chicago and they were turned away. Yeah, so hopefully that's all taken care of. Uh, can't wait for that. L.A. Guns will be down there. Queensryche Ace Frehley. The other festival Emily and I are really looking forward to is Heavy, Heavy Montreal. Montreal. So we hope to see you guys at both of those festivals. Heavy Montreal is like a crazy, diverse group of loud rock bands from Rat, which, you know, we all know Rat, uh, to like the Doom Metal Lord's Sleep, which I really like. I know uh, Leo up in Alaska, I know you love those guys. You actually sent me one of their their vinyl uh, singles, which I, I thought was just great. Yeah, stuff. I love Leo so up good. in Alaska. Leo, we need more Hi, messages Leo. from you. Yeah. Give us a call on the hotline. Give us a shout out. And 
Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, uh, Helix. It's just, uh, I don't have the list in front of me, but it's a very, uh, or Baroness. I, I don't even know if I pronounce that band. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Baroness is playing. It's a great, great lineup. So check it out. Heavy Montreal will be up there. And come see us. And if you yeah. see us out there, come say hi because we love, we love the fans. Yeah, we love seeing you at concerts. And again, support us on Patreon, get that Talking Metal t shirt. Or just send me uh, send me twenty bucks and say you want a t shirt mailed out. Give me your size and your uh, address, of course. And my email for the PayPal is striegelmark at gmail dot com. S T R I G L M A R K at gmail dot com. Use our Amazon links, and we'll talk to you next time. This is Misunderstood by Motley Crue, featuring John Karabi on vocals. Thanks, Emily.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.